Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Big Reviewski book. I'm actually going to call it episode 2 of season 2 because season 2 we we don't have an an own. That's a long season if it's 37 episodes in one season. Yeah, well, you know, we're doing it like Lord of the Rings style. Kind like just, of, yeah, or like a going. soap, just like until this until they're like oh, someone some a major character has been killed off. We could like go into Star Wars territory and just have like XX what's what's 38 XXVII something like that is it? That's a pretty solid guess. That's a lot of X's. Yes, that's triple, triple X. X. Yeah, uh, and it's been early in the day for that film joke. I was thinking, I'm so I, happy that I, I worked was thinking out, a Edith. different. Type I know of you film. were, and yeah. I'm talking over it, so yeah. to stop you from doing that. Uh, that was Paul Moore. Hi, already bringing in <laughs> the rated triple X jokes. Uh, I'm Rory Cashin, and again, not here is Mr. O'Darty. We miss him Who? terribly. Who? Okay, Owen Darty. Not ringing a bell. It's not. No. Okay. Well. <laughs> there was a guy who used to do this show. Yes, and a stranger will be back in a week or two to uh, What's to his do, name? To do it again. You'll meet him then. Is You'll he? Uh, the then. other guy was nice. He had his moments. Wasn't mm. very good in the high clues, but uh, he was friendly. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Sounded like he's from Derry. Northern this, fella, is that new, him? This new guy is a lot like him, okay. except he's here more often. Good. Uh, so, big week this week. We have Bradley Cooper on the show. We will be reviewing his directorial debut, uh, Star is Born, which he's also in with Lady Gaga. We'll also be reviewing to Venom, which I'm so excited yeah, it's an to interest, hear. Yeah, it's an interesting film. To, po- to hear Paul's take on that, uh, because there's been a lot of Twitter reactions to it and oh there has been, been they've been varied let's yeah. say um, and lots more of that besides but before I then this week's big question because Bradley Cooper did direct this movie and not to say he won't direct another one because I'm sure he will he probably will there's a very strong chance he'll I mean Oscar glory usually has that yeah. kind of effect on people uh, there's a yeah like there's a very good chance he'll at least be nominated for best director for this um, but let's say he doesn't <gasps> and he's only directed this one film uh my question for the lads this week was what is your favourite film from a director who has only directed one film it was tough it's a it's an actual homework it's, question it's actually really hard um, and I was uh, I asked and I was like this seems fine I already have my answer and I was like nope no I don't turns out I absolutely don't um, but okay we're going to give you a little taster Paul of yeah. season 2 Owen let's see let's see how you feel about this new recasting who? okay Hi lads, what's the crack? God, I miss you so much. It's Owen here, by the way. Um, I have to keep this short, keep it snappy and keep my voice down because my crimes against high clues were actually upgraded and I'm in a top secret uh, special detention centre called Hazkaban. It's kind of like Azkaban, but there's there's no copyright issues. Don't worry, it just has a H in front of it. It's completely different. So for this week's big question, yeah, a bit of a doozy. Um, Roy, you said you would give us homework and you really feckin' did, didn't you? Had to work for this one. So a director who's only made one film in their entire career. So I suppose the easy answer is to go for some Someone who's only started recently and then you would go for someone like John Krasinski wouldn't you um, for uh, his amazing film A Quiet Place earlier this year but that's, that's not my answer um, and then the other big obvious one that everybody would kind of go for would be Tommy Wiseau with The Room but again that's uh, that's not my answer and those two they're not my answers here's my real answer um, my guy is a guy called uh, Steve Box, and this was more. I love the film. I have no idea who Steve Box is, but he directed or co-directed um, *The Curse of the Were Rabbit*, which is a Wallace and Gromit film, uh, and it is absolutely uh, hilarious. It's uh, from 2005. Highly, highly recommended. He was actually one of the original animators on *The Wrong Trousers* and *A Close Shave*, so um, really linked in with Ardman Studios. But *The Curse uh, of the Were Rabbit* is absolutely hilarious. Here's an example. I hope this clip is funny. Now, the creators of Chicken Run are back with the pair that started it all, Wallace and Gromit. Gromit, old pal, I'll need assistance. <laughs> Ow! One's an inventor. Just a bit of harmless brain alteration, that's all. Who never says die. Full suction. Is his dog who never says anything? They've made gadgets, they've made contraptions, and 
They've made a movie. From DreamWorks and Ardman Studios, get ready for action. Suspense. Mystery. Okay. <laughs> That's um, a long um, trailer. Okay, we've we've a few things to talk about here now. On uh, on top of the fact you put in an entire film, uh, the entire trailer is two and a half minutes long. You're like, here's a wee clip. No, no, no. I, I don't care for season two, Owen, whatsoever. See, that's I, why he's not in the room. Because I kill him. Here's the, and the other problem. As as we were listening to his... It's still going. <laughs> this this trailer's going to outlive me. Goddamn, that wear rabbit. Pressure back down. Right, okay. The other problem... Owen, he mentioned uh, Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Yes, who has also directed a film called Good Friends or Fiends, Best Friends. He did. Uh, and he mentioned John Krasinski, who he, also directed the film. I think he's about three or four John Krasinski yeah, at this so, stage. Yeah, so, oh my Get God. Get shit together. <laughs> like, Google, it's it's right there. If All I you have to do is... Oh. answer, he did think outside the box, at least, to give him that. Oh, is that a play on Steve Box? No, I'm not clever enough to do that. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just do? It's okay. It's okay. Um, um, so, okay. But I do like that. It was an Oscar-winning film, actually, wasn't it? Uh, Curse of Wear of Ardman won. I'm surprised. I'm gonna. I don't know enough about the Steve Box dude, but like considering his two not answers were wrong, we're gonna have to. IMDb. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Have to see if we just didn't get that wrong as well. Uh, okay, so here's uh, my answer. I guarantee you, the clip is only about thirty seconds long. Thank Jesus. Uh, and I want to see actually if Paul can guess what the film is. Okay, how much does it cost exactly? All right, here's the real deal, okay? Um, I don't usually do this, but you guys look like cool guys, and uh, I got a little piece of ass last night, so I'm feeling extra generous. Oh, I'm gonna let you guys have it for thirteen hundred. Thirteen hundred. Final offer. Oh, excuse me, I just got I got a little warm yeah, there, my friend. Yeah. He well, gets he gets a little warm. Oh man, <laughs> what is that? What is it? Get out of here with that! Is that real? Oh, yeah. Any idea? Sounds like Ed Norton. One of the three people there was was Ed Norton, yeah. Is it Keeping the Faith? It's Keeping the Faith. Uh, Unbelievably, Ed Ed Norton, one of Hollywood's most uh, hyper-serious actors uh, around, like, he kind of takes himself a wee bit too seriously. American History X, Fight Club, even The Hulk, he was was uh, not happy uh, with that film. Yeah, because what Shakespeare character did he compare it to? A Shakespeare character, anyway. But um, Juliet, yes, yeah, that's the one. that was actually really funny for uh, an off the cuff remark. <laughs> um, no, like super serious. And his his only film he's, he's directed to date is Keeping the Faith, a rom com where he plays a oh, I nearly said Jewish priest. That's rabbi, right. rabbi. That's Ben Stiller. Ben, ben oh, Stiller yeah. plays a rabbi. Uh, he plays a priest, and they both fall in love with the same woman who's played by Jenna Elfman, who oh. was in like Dharma and Greg. Um, and it's it's really really funny it's surprisingly really really funny especially considering that he is so super serious and why mm. is he doing a rom-com um, and it's just one of those comedies that kind of slipped on the radar and not a lot of people seen um, and I would recommend people checking it out I think he is going to direct again 2019 but this isn't the year 2019 so I can get away with my answer right I now I think the last thing I saw man probably Birdman was the last thing that really stays in my head I thought he was great in that but has he been in anything mm. major since then Was he was no no, I can't think about him. Yeah, get that IMDb out because we have to check for yeah, all we've, we've a lot. We have, to, we have a lot of homework. Uh, I'm um, my answer. I'm going to go also with a actor who uh, got behind the lens. Only done one film. Uh, did a music video for Best Coast after then, and she's been around for ages. I'm going to go for Drew Barrymore in Whip It. <gasps> I really enjoyed Whippet. I really, really liked Whippet. Uh, I thought Ellen Page was fantastic in it, and there's a really good supporting cast of some really good actresses in it. You've got uh, Kristen Wiggs in there and Alia Shawkat, I think. Yeah, it's a roller derby film about a empowerment and the girl who kind of puts all her problems in life to one side and kind of comes to herself. And about roller derby, it's uh, I think there's like five people on the team, and she's always been at the back, and she kind of wants to go forward, and she wants to go forward in life. See, it's a metaphor, but uh, it was really. 
cleverly directed by Drew Barrymore and I was kind of hoping she'd go on and do some other stuff but she's doing Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix uh, starring in that but she hasn't directed anything since no I think it, it didn't do well at the box office really? either um, she's still like producing a lot of stuff she produced Charlie Jones yeah stuff, like you forget there. like she was the girl from how long would she be in showbiz now since E.T. like when was that Christ 81 yeah and, um, and with her godfather as Spielberg you think obviously she incredibly talented on her own rights but I would have thought she'd be looking to maybe do a bit more directing now but maybe she just didn't enjoy it I was even she tried think- it once and she's like it's not for me yeah I was thinking as well like uh, we've got one coming out soon from i th- fairly certain Damage's debut was 71 and he's got White by Rick coming out because he was so close to being my answer uh. but then we'll be talking about White by Rick in a few weeks time but I think 71 was his debut film I think so too yeah, yeah. so he would have been <clears throat> but um, yeah, did you just uh, do it own did you just do a stealthy own and just I put did, in a second yeah. answer but you were, in, you were hanging on my every word I was like, and I was just thinking god I would never just say Bill Murray directing quick change will I play the wear rabbit <laughs> clip here again please god no please god no okay I'm sorry uh, moving on from the big Q uh, we're on to the example high clue that kind of rhymes right and, and for a change we've actually doubled up because I didn't read your <laughs> message at all okay well I tell you what, why you can, don't you, since it was you, your show job. Me, you show me yours and then I'll show you mine. We're talking about high clues, right? Absolutely. Sweet. Always. Uh, okay, first mine is, uh, first line, death wish behind bars. Okay. Second line, seven year itch to box well. Two, like T-O? Uh, T-O, yeah. Box well. Well. Mm. And the third and final line: "Art not suck murder." This is these aren't sentences. Aren't not what? Art a r t like art attack. Yeah. Art not like art suck attack. murder. <laughs> aren't not art a r t. That's what I said. Art aren't not, not suck, suck murder. That's not a sentence. It is. It's a bunch aren't of randoms words you can randoms, together. Oh my. Art not suck murder. <sighs> Death Wish Behind Bars Seven Year Itch to Boxwell Death Wish Behind Bars That's either Charles Brosnan Bronson <laughs> Okay Or Bruce Willis You are correct And you've actually named the film there as well Think, oh. think about this week Releases as well Oh Okay so it's You haven't Go on <laughs> Go on What is it Bronson no, it's Willis actually. It's ah, a shit, I was way off. Yeah, yeah, Bronson. Uh, Death Wish, Charles Bronson behind bars, film set in prison. Seven year itch. He has a seven year prison sentence. Boxwell, he becomes a boxer in prison. Art, he also later becomes an artist. Uh, sure. And uh, sock murder. He tried to kill someone with a sock in that What's film. Art, not sock murder. Art. He <laughs> prefers to go for art and like art over sock murder. He tries to kill someone. Tries oh to rehabilitate God. himself with art. This is. He got it. Yeah, by accident. Yeah, you still got it though. <laughs> I'm the king of high clues, making them there. Okay, week. fine. Very quickly, you Go. ready? Yeah, give me yours. Every cloud has. Every cloud has. Yeah. De Niro as mother's dad. Silver lining playbook. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> the last line was before Joy arrived. That's fine. Well, look at us getting our equally well-made high clues. We're both great. Sound guy, who had the better high clue in terms of composition? <laughs> he he said me. He, he did. did. He yeah. po- he pointed to me. He did. So my Bronson beats your silver linings. That's fine. I'm and fine with that. Uh, okay, on to the top ten at the Irish box office. And again, Owen's not here. So guess what we get to do? That is Beck. And his song Movie theme <laughs> I don't think he says The word movie Anywhere in there I was but wondering the, what that was I thought I was watching Something like Wrecking for a Dream For a second or I mean Yeah you can uh, If you want But that is back and, and the film is called uh, the, film. the song is called Movie theme um, Again since I was not here uh, We're not going to do A top ten at all We're going off the chart We're going Maverick stuff You're going rogue uh, And it's he's, Oh he's going to flip out <laughs> He is and he, and he isn't No thing He doesn't have a number To contact us on Because what's our number I don't know. Yeah, I think you have to call the police first and then they can put Th- you through. 37. Yes. I think that's our number, yeah. Uh, I- instead, we're going to talk about our individual favourite movies still to come in 2018. And I have no idea what uh, Paul's answer is. You don't know what my answer is. Uh, and I'm hoping neither of us have picked the same one. And I'm hoping neither of us have picked what Owen's answer is. 
so many amazing films still to come in 2018. I could just, I could literally list so many of them right here, right now. But then again, I know that both you, Paul, and you, Rory, would uh, kill me. Uh, as with the guards here in Hazkaban, the high security detention centre I'm in uh, for my crimes against high clues. Again, no Harry Potter infringement uh, there, so it's fine. Will someone just please call our lawyers just in case? So I'm not going to go for the obvious answer of Holmes and Watson. That's off. That's off. Uh, I am looking for forward to Stars Born because Roy you have been raving about it looking forward to your review but the one I'm going for is Widows which is actually out quite soon at the start of uh, November it's directed by Steve McQueen not that Steve McQueen the other Steve McQueen who also made 12 Years a Slave and Shame and Hunger so his films are a barrel of laughs um, but this film it's directed, uh, as I said, by him. It's written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl and the screenplay for that. Love that film. I uh, really enjoyed the book as well. But the cast in this film is unreal. You have Liam Neeson and Colin Farrell, so nice Irish representation. Also John Berntal, who's just excellent in everything. Plus uh, Viola Davis and Michelle Rodriguez as well. And Elizabeth Debicki, who's just super, super actor. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect from this. It's about uh, a group of widows who have to come together after their husbands basically, <laughs> I think, botch up a, a robbery. And, uh, well, there's some more information out there. But, uh, yeah, I no, cannot wait to see widows coming out the start of November. It's a good show. It is a good show. It makes me happy it's not what I picked. It's interesting now because I'm curious to see what McQueen would be like handling action. Because yeah. kind of like Nolan when he went to Batman because he would have had the insomnia memento and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he takes on... Kind of, kind of the trailer was very leaning towards action. Like Four it was very Widows. violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, no, that's interesting. In there. And uh, he's excellent at the dramatic beats. And with a cast like that, they can't really muck it up. Yeah, I, I've like some of the early reviews from Toronto, I guess, um, look fantastic. So he is, I'm as excited as Owen is, but as I said, it's not my pick. Mm-hmm. And is it your pick? No, it's actually, um, there's so many to go from. And, Don't and, you do and, it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, we're in Oscar season now, and I know, Rory, you've seen um, Star is Born and First Man as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go for something that's completely not going to be on the Oscar list in no way, shape, or form. Okay. But it looks absolutely bonkers. All right. To the point that I think it has cult classic instantly written over okay. it. Okay. And it premiered a fantastic fest with uh, Apostle as well. And it got, I think this got great reviews. It's a, it's Overlord. And it's premiering uh, at the Dublin... Hearthon. <coughs> Hearthon. Yeah. Um, um, which is uh, par- part of the Bad Robot universe, which, as you know, is J.J. Abrams' baby. Uh, kind of rumoured to be part of the Cloverfields franchise, but from the first trailer, it doesn't particularly look like it, but... Mm. To me, as soon as I heard this pitch, D-Day, D-Day Zombies, I was like, okay, this is Castle Wolstein, so I am here. But um, the trailer looked incredible. Not only did it have like the gore and the violence and flamethrowers and Nazis and zombies, and that's kind of like 13-year-old dream, but actually the battle sequences and the aerial shots of the landings at Normandy looked looked amazing as well yeah. like it's not this isn't like dead snow or which I have a bit of time for you know sure. those kind of cults of, it actually seems like there's a money behind money it. behind this yeah. and they've actually framed it really well and um, yeah I really just hope that the trailer didn't give too much away but it's like bonkers it looks proper bonkers and the posters designed for the this posters. Oh, they're so yeah. artsy yeah you, with the little the drop of bloods that look like the parachutes, parachutes and yeah. stuff and uh, it's, it's, it's a strange hybrid World War 2 and horror that hasn't really been perfected I've, I'm a fan of the Dead Snow villains but they're not classics but everything I've heard about this has been really really positive and it might be a lovely little kind of antithesis to like all the serious drama stuff which as much as I'm looking forward to and all the Oscar winning stuff this looks like it could be proper mental which yeah. uh, I'm here for absolutely I yes Do, when is that out in Irish cinemas? I think it's November uh, it could be actually no it's a uh, Harathon so that's October so we in the build up to Halloween yeah. yeah, and then I think it is like a full release then, uh, I think it's the first week of November, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're uh, lucky enough to be in Hearthon, you might get yourself a ticket. Mm. Uh, and speaking of, uh, my pick is also premiering I in, think I know what this is. Uh, at the Hearthon. It is the remake of Suspiria. Oh, I was going to go for Halloween. No, no, no. Um, no, it's just the, the reviews I've seen from Suspiria, the remake. Uh, same guy who made ooh, Call Me By Your Name. Same really? director, I think so. I think so. No way, Luca. Uh, something is. Glad the Beachy or whatever. Italian dude. Um, 
It is a remake of a 70s horror film about a uh, <clears throat> a, a dance ballet troupe uh, in a kind of isolated mid-European house that Love may or that may film. not be uh, haunted by uh, a demon. Uh, the remake has Tilda Swinton. Um, She's just made to be in a horror film. Yeah. Like she just has that a very perfectly expressional expression yeah, on her face. She's either yeah. an angel or a demon yeah. in everything. Uh, what's that lady's name from Fifty Shades of uh, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, really, really fantastic cast in there. Uh, and the reviews I've seen come out of it so far are giving me real mother vibes. People are either mm. like having complete panic attacks watching is like, oh, this is too intense, I have to get out. Or the, uh, the original still holds up. That oh, last half hour is yeah. batshit bonkers, which yeah. I love. And, the, and the, it looks, Argento, like every film of his, looks mm. amazing. Hasn't dated at all. And is it Tom York did the soundtrack, for this, composed the score for the remake as well? So there's a lot of, a lot of class behind this one. Yeah. Uh, and I'm very excited to see it. And if it does kind of keep up with the mother comparisons where you're watching it's like I can't wait for this to be over because I'm really not enjoying this just, but in a good way there's so much though coming out I, I was that's a good a, November because that one's out November 16th I think I think you've got like even looking around you've got like don't first, you do it uh, will I list them <gasps> go on what do you have First Man Star is Born Beautiful Boy Halloween Overlord Creed 2 uh, Bad Times at El Royale Apostle on Netflix what am I leaving now here Aquaman Fantastic Beasts Widows Holmes and Watson like, yeah. like he said like there's loads uh, considering there's only three months there's left there's no reason for you to talk to any of your loved ones no just just listen to this podcast and yeah. then go see the films we tell and you to go see watch them and enjoy them in silence mm. don't do anything else don't go to the gym there's no time yeah just there's go no see films there's no time at all uh, so yeah so they're the ones we're looking forward to if you are looking to forward to films still to come out in 2018 in Ireland uh, do tweet us at Big Reviewski let us know which ones you're most excited about seeing one of the ones that people are very excited about is A Star is Born and I had the opportunity to catch up with director co-writer producer star caterer and performer possibly caterer yeah, I'm sure he could do it all Bradley Cooper uh, in the lead up to the release of the new film um, very very nice man he is uh, I've never been in a press room before where every single person coming out of the interview was like oh my god he's beautiful well, he did get Stop the, looking at like me. People's Beautiful Person of the Year or something like Probably. that. Probably, yeah. One of I'm those so things. Like I he, think I, like, I know, must have missed that call. You know, you know the way we love people who yeah. are really, really handsome and can and can do more than one thing. I'm so happy he can do everything and look like Bradley Cooper. That's good. I'm so good for him. Pleased. So here is uh, my pleased review uh, interview <laughs> with Mr. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, how are you doing today? Good. Uh, congratulations on the movie. Thank um, you. I kind of hate you a little bit because it made me cry so much throughout the whole thing. It was uh, 20 minutes in, I got the lump in the throat and it did not leave for the entire film. Wow. Um, is there any film... I hope it was, a, it was a good lump in the end. Oh, no, it was, it was like... I was... Like it was a cathartic good. movie. Do you know, okay, at the end, you're like, that cut all the emotions out right. that I needed. Yeah. Uh, is there any film uh, that you know will guarantee, aside from maybe any version of The Star is Born, that will guarantee kick you off uh, to cry when you're watching it? Oh, I just saw Roma. I haven't seen that oh, one yet. Oh, my God. I've seen some amazing reviews about it. Is that going to gonna cry again? Uh, floored me. Oh, no. Yeah, in a great way, but man, that movie is incredible. Uh, there's a there's a scene early on in A Star Is Born where yourself and Lady Gaga have a first moment of eye contact, <clears throat> and in my opinion, it is the best cinematic moment of love and first sight I've ever seen. Wow! It is it was like I was blown back in the chair. I was like, that was done fantastically well. Uh, is there when you were making it? Is there like was there a moment when you knew our chemistry is it, it's working? Yeah, it was when I met her. I, I felt, yeah, I, I felt it. And uh, and that moment you're speaking of was a direct inspiration of a short that Martin Scorsese made called Life Lessons. Okay. With Nick Nolte and Roseanne Arquette. And I love the way he captured certain moments between the two of them. And, and that was completely inspired by him. And what was your first meeting with uh, Lady Gaga like? Um... It was the fuel for the rest of the journey. She was inc she's incredible. I don't, have you ever met her? No. Yeah, she's really something. She's so like uh, I remember meeting Clint Eastwood for the first time and being terrified. And then you meet him and he's sitting down with him and all of a sudden, like thirty seconds in, you're like, you, you keep reminding yourself that it's Clint Eastwood because he's so personable. Yeah. And that's that's what she's like. She's just a normal person who just happens to be. Isn't that crazy? Lady. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's hard to imagine, but it's like yeah. 
Um, your supporting cast in this as well is fantastic. Everyone from Dave Chappelle all the way down to uh, like the drag queens. Uh, yeah, Willem and Shangela. Yeah, yeah they're incredible. They're, how did you? Were they all first choices? Were they just people you were like as you went along? You're like actually. This, this will work perfectly for this part. Dice came into it. Uh, 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 I'd, I'd worked on it before I'd thought of Dice with someone else. And then and then Dice, uh, I, I couldn't believe that, it did, that I hadn't thought of it before. He Todd Phillips actually uh, said, you know, I heard Andrew Dice Clay might be interested in playing one of the drivers. And then I thought, oh, my gosh. Because I love Andrew Dice Clay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I was a kid. I, like, memorized his tapes. And I, I watched, like, Ford Fairlanx and everything. And um, and then I met him, and then they they did a little workshop together, and it was like, that's it. Yeah. But, no, everybody, Dave Chappelle I tried to get for two and a half years. I knew I wanted him for that moment in the movie. Sam Elliott, I would have had to rewrite the entire script because he, if it wasn't, I mean, I wrote it for him. I mean, literally, Jackson takes his voice, so... It's uh, yeah. Watching it back, I was I was like, oh, there's going to be such a problem because they're all going to be going for best supporting actor because they're all fantastic in it. I have to say, uh, one final question, and I will be excommunicated from Ireland if I don't ask anything related to it. It was <clears throat> a fantastic directorial outing for you. I have to give you props on that. Uh, and the whole Guardians Three thing. Has anyone from Marvel, or if they did come to you, would, would you be interested in stepping in since you are already kind of part of that family? Oh, to direct it? Yeah. I couldn't imagine directing something I didn't write. I, could, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even begin to know how to do it. Yeah. So that's why you do Bernstein. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice Thanks, to meet Willie. you. Yeah. You too, buddy. Choked up. Sorry, just listening to that again. <laughs> I love how he thinks that you and Lady Gaga are running the same circles. I can understand why. She's she's always in Dublin. I did come into the uh, interview wearing a big Alexander McQueen gown. At so. least you aren't wearing that bloody suit made out of uh, meat that you come in here and do the podcast last week. That Remember went that off. One? Did it? it was, yeah, and it was out of season. You so. could have told me. I could have cooked that bad boy up. I could have got it, some steaks. It, it, was, it had gone off. It had gone off. Anyway. I would have appreciated the offer of gone off meat anyway. You're. Stars Born, <laughs> Christ, uh, came out the first time, I think, in the 30s, then again in the 50s, and then again in the 70s. Uh, so this is the fourth version of Stars Born. Uh, in this version, Bradley Cooper is the already famous, but uh, he's got a few demons, he's got a few addictions. Uh, he crosses paths with Lady Gaga's character in a drag bar, uh, and he sees her perform Le Vion Rose and immediately falls in love with her. Um, and he's convinced that she could be huge if she's given the right opportunity, which he gives her. And then her star begins to ascend while his is slowly on the decline. <clears throat> In the previous versions, um, the male character has uh, ended up being very jealous of the fame that the uh, female characters ended up getting. In this, it's it's not that so much. It's more just. Um, it's it's more focused on their relationship and how two damaged people can help each other a lot, but they can't fix everything. Hmm. Um, it's 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 a pretty powerful uh, film. Truth be told, uh, performances are great. He's a fantastic director, has to be said. Uh, the songs that I thought were really really good. Um, they kind of go from <clears throat> the the country stuff that you hear at the end there. Um, and then there's a few more famous-y kind of sounding um, Lady Gaga songs, like the ones she had when she started her career, where okay. it was really like dance pop stuff. And they're good too, because it's Lady Gaga and she does it really well. Um, supporting cast is great. It's got like Dave Chappelle, uh, Sam, not Shepard, what's the other one? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, just like, there's, it's, it's difficult to find a fault in this film no um, I thought it was fantastic I cried 
uh, a lot. 20 minutes in, as I said in the interview, I got the lump in my throat. I was like, oh shit. It's just, <laughs> normally this happens at the end. And I just stayed there for the entire film. Um, if you can go see it in whatever cinema near you, you think has the best sound system because when it does come to the live performances, um, they're fantastic. They're fantastically shot and their the sound quality um, in those in those performances are is is insanely good. Um, and yeah, I can't. I imagine there'll be a lot of Oscar nominations um, for this film. I can't say that they'll win them because I haven't seen everything that it's because like we haven't seen Widows yeah. um, we haven't seen you know a, a lot of the big Oscar ones that are still to come so uh, yeah but that, it will definitely get a lot of nominations and I can't recommend it enough I'm curious um, just when I heard Lady Gaga uh, my instant thought went to Madonna when she was in Evita and I think she got a Golden Globe nomination she wasn't bad in that film yeah. but like obviously her acting career never took off after that but I'm pretty certain Lady Gaga got a Golden Globe for American Horror Story. She's won one, yeah. yeah. she's won. Is music will always be kind of the go-to career, but like, do you see her potentially doing other roles in this, or is it just because it's tailor-made because it's a singer as well? And But she wasn't a singer in American Horror Story. No. She was a vampire, I think. I think. So. Yeah. Um, so she she definitely can, she can act as we've seen in that, but in this, yeah, she's, she's fantastic. And on top of the fact that she can... Um, she's not just singing like she's really acting in those singing scenes because um, you had a good piece on on Joe you said that when they meet each other for the first time in the bar not to but you said it's one of the best representations of love at first sight you've yeah. seen in your life yeah um, and I that also reminded me of another musical which was heralded because it's from her own that Glenn Hansard and Marquette Glover bit when they're playing Father's oh, yeah. Holy first time and people always say oh that's the standout moment of the scene because mm-hmm. you know it's expressing something that you can't really express through words what it is to I'm getting very soft here what it is to feel like when you're falling in love with somebody sure but you said Cooper and you mentioned in the interview that he paid homage to Scorsese in terms of just the eye contact and staying on the visuals and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and that's pretty early in the film am I right in saying yeah it's it's builds and builds yeah Yeah, first 10 minutes and like they do they have some really great chemistry together uh, in it um yeah, it's just I, I fucking loved it. I thought it was mm. great. I think it's one of my favorite films of the year. Um, so you've been nominated. I think I'm pretty certain. Was it? Am I saying Silver Linings, American Hustle, and American Sniper? Would he be up for best? He's actor? been nominated for best. Uh, he would have been actor. supporting maybe in one of them. Would he? Yeah, he was supporting actor. He definitely was American Sniper, Hustle. which I thought was a poor film, if I'm being honest. And that got lauded by critics. Loved that, and I was like, I didn't particularly go. No, for I American think American Sniper. critics loved that. Really, I was yeah. like, this is a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, but it's curious now because maybe he's like you know your Amy um, Amy Adams just kind of on the cusp of getting something mm. and hopefully this could be because they seem to really like him yeah like yeah like he's really good he is he is like I people are still like oh he's the guy from Hangover or he's Rocket from <laughs> yeah. Guardians but like he he can be brilliant uh, given the right material um, and in this, I think it's maybe his best performance to date, which is uh, which is you know fantastic for him. And obviously, uh, as as the film looks great and it, it it doesn't drag at all. There's no scenes where it's like well, that that could have just been mm. slipped out and this would have been just fine without it. Um, and he did co-write it, and he does um, he co-wrote some of the songs and sings them all himself. Um, and so did great catering work on it too. Apparently, yeah, he makes a, a pretty mean shepherd's pie. Yeah, so you should get the Oscar for that alone. Yes, best catering. So that's our review for um, A Star is Born. Now, I, re- <laughs> I reviewed that, but even I, in my head, was like, I don't want to stop talking because <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next review. Um, but before we get into it, here's a, a little clip. I have a parasite. Yeah. Name is Chen. I don't know about you. I've never seen a turd I was thinking the exact roll same down thing. the street in the wind. Yeah, and actually that Somebody line... Somebody wrote that line. That line was picked up by a lot of people. I noticed they were talking about this film. 
in the reviews. Um, ah, I see. Yeah, people, got it. People jumped on it. <laughs> um, yeah, this film had a lot of buzz going into it, and not always from the critics' sense. In that, Tom Hardy said an interview that forty minutes of it were cut, mm. something that he backtracked on pretty quickly. Yeah, which I found quite interesting. Um, as you know, Venom was a villain. It was introduced into film in Spider-Man 3. It was played by Topher Grace. And he's kind of the famous anti-hero and villain of Spider-Man. Um, this film is the strangest tone in that it does feel like it's something that came from like 2004. Before Marvel introduced the I've MCU. Seen, I've seen and, a lot of people saying that. And yeah. Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and all that stuff. Think something like... Fantastic Four the original one not the Mike B. Jordan one Ooh. but better not by much though but better mm. a lot of people were saying they didn't like it and I can really understand why but I'll tell you this I wasn't bored during it okay. which is one way of putting it okay in terms of the performance Hardy kind of goes up, okay uh, in terms of the plot um, Tom Hardy is an investigative journalist called Eddie Brock who start the film as kind of this like a news reporter who does like online segments where he busts uh, conglomerates and shady businessmen and stuff like that in a very kind of in your face style uh, he gets wind of a I'm sorry I'm like that's no journalist I've yeah. that doesn't exist in the real world yeah I know <laughs> there's no one who's like I got you Exxon online I oh, got you finally <laughs> oh, if you're hanging up on this oh wait till you hear the plot holes in this okay, one okay great uh, so ultimately he's sent to do a, a piece a very um easy piece on uh, Carlton Drake played by Riz Ahmed who is the owner of this uh, science organisation called the Life Life Organisation but they, he has sinister, sounds, he has plans the Life Organisation he has plans to um, reach outer space and industrial space and colonise space ultimately he sends a rocket up it comes back with these uh, alien life forms called symbiotes and ultimately after Eddie Brock refrains from doing a puff piece on this guy he does uh, ask him about this crash landing and, and, and death of the crew on board. Uh, his girlfriend, who happens to be employed by the Life Organisation, played by Michelle Williams, Eddie Brock, they split up. Within about five minutes, we find out he loves her. Then he loses his job. Then their marriage is off, all in the space of two minutes. So Great. everything is just quick. Sure. Very, very quick. No needs, no, no time no to get need bored. No need at all. In terms of the role... If you go with how Hardy plays this performance, you okay. might have a lot of fun. I I heard, I heard it compared to Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. Very much so. <laughs> I was thinking kind of, he does play it as a double act, and I also heard they made out. There's a bit that it's kind of. Does Tom Hardy make out with Venom? There's a little bit of it, yeah. And then that. The what kind the of, fuck is this the film? Kind of, the alien symbiote comes out and kind of like the abyss scene you know with the water and confronts yeah. him and they kind of like he licks his face and stuff oh so there's that what? but if you go with Hardy's performance he's kind of like a bumbling stumbling bit of an idiot uh, when he's supposed to be this investigative journalist yeah. you can have a bit of fun with it because he taking has taking down conglomerates exactly because he has an inner monologue with Venom and Venom essentially is his buddy who's going to talk him through all these life problems like how to get back your girlfriend um, how to like you know kill everybody sure. and, and Tom Hardy's like because he like has a, a conscience good friend because he has a conscience like I can't do that mm-hmm. but ultimately you do see scenes when he bites people's heads off and that do you see that you do but they cut away from all the blood and the bone and stuff like that but you see it okay. which kind of brings you back to the original point the 40 minutes were cut out could have actually worked if this is 40 minutes of like gratuitous gore yeah it could have did the Deadpool route and like violent kill QQ one-liner to camera violent kill one-liner to camera and that could kind of work but the one-liners here just stand out so much they, they just seem so weird in a sense that five minutes later you were eating someone's heads off and now you're grambling you're quit making wise jokes sure but there's in, 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 when it gets to the finale ultimately one of the symbiote it, it's a big splash of like ink on the screen two symbiotes <laughs> fighting each other Play well, by Riz Ahmed. Let, let's not get too spoilery now. Exactly. Um, th- but like, there's so many plot holes in this. It's like... Does it explain why he... Uh, right, because Venom... Venom, in uh, in the comic books, he's based on Spider-Man. And Venom still kind of has some of Spider-Man's uh, physical attributes. You know, yeah. like he... He basically is in Spider-Man's suit, but it's black, mm. even when it's on somebody else. Like we've seen in... Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man 3 like does it explain how 
Apparently it does because uh, apparently it does, it, it does actually because Brock part of his tip off is that they're experimenting seeing with these symbiotes can latch to specific people so they've taken a lot of um, drifters and poor people and test them on they, and they don't they reject them and they get killed mm. so he kind of a scientist is kind of his mole tips him off and he goes in a, an investigative journalist spree there is a very cool moment when Michelle Williams the alien latched to her and I was thinking oh that's cool Right. But then, like, it's only like thirty seconds, and it's back to Eddie. Right. But there's, there's, there's one thing in particular. He's he's supposed to blow this case right up, so he goes in, takes pictures. But then, rather than deliver them to the person who can expose this, uh, the head of the news organization he used to work for, he walks in. This when the symbiote's attached to him, and like you know, he's he's still Eddie Brock. Sure. And he says, "Can I go upstairs?" And the guy's like, "Oh no, no, it's it, the office is closed." So rather than just like here take this phone this picture's here it's gonna blow he decides to go on a rampage and like kill his way up to the very top floor and the action sequence is great the action in it is very good but it's like why, why did you do yeah that? if you're trying to expose you don't become the villain yourself you know hmm. um, but in terms of the action sequences there's a chase through San Francisco is very good um, there's parts of it are fun if you're 13 and you don't I'm care about plot or logic you probably have a blast <laughs> but given the given the litany of really good superhero films we've had and uh, let's face not all of them are great but they do abide to certain beats and sure. Marvel has taken time to build a certain universe not yeah. all of the work but the majority has it's weird it's all over the place right genuinely all over the it place it sounds very similar to your Predator review yeah uh, and remember how that ended but Hardy if you really if you if you go with how he plays the character you can have a lot of fun with it right particularly in the in the stages where he first gets used to what it feels like to have the symbiote here there's one scene in particular gay crashes a restaurant and you have you have a few laughs at it and he is such a such a commanding presence on screen that you can't not look at him um but it's so weird so and they had so much time to plan this as well yeah that, and even yeah. there's a post credit sequence as well when I'm not going to ruin it but Again, it goes back to what um, what kind of Sony did with Amazing Spider-Man Two, whereas you kind of had all these characters just kind of just show her and then it's like if you didn't read them or if you weren't familiar, with like who the hell's that guy? Yeah, like part of the reason why these Easter eggs are in because it's 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 like build up and release. They've worked for it and it feels like oh, if I didn't understand anything about comic lore, I'd be like, so what the hell is that guy doing here? Like was he in that before? And it's also seen when the alien. I feel it, not I'm going to have to stop I'm not yet yeah, you, you're, you're rambling yeah, now yeah, yeah. <laughs> and alter this bit and it's, alter it, this it, bit yeah, it's, the more I think about it probably the more I will I think we need to get very you, critical of it but we need to it's not as bad it's not as bad I think as everyone has made it out to be Right. but it's far from a classic if you like Tom Hardy you will get a fair bit out of it Okay. Well, just don't think too hard about it. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about seeing it. Uh, okay. So that's our reviews bit. We didn't do Johnny English Strikes Back, but oh well. <laughs> Moving on. He'll be striking back in the <laughs> soon. Uh, competition high clue time. Now, again, Owen, we're going to give you a chance to not have a, uh, a section of the, of the show that is like 15 minutes long just to yourself. Is that cool, Owen? And now it's time for the solution for last week's competition high clue. Because I have been banged up abroad, um, I have no idea who got it right. So congratulations to everybody who who did. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I've got got nothing else for you. That's pretty disappointing. Anyway, just a reminder: the high clue was departed Donald with a capital D on Donald, as in the name. The middle line was Ferris foe father's Ed's girl. Ed was apostrophe S. And the final line was black and white, dark night. And night was K-N-I-G-H-T. So the full thing was departed Donald, Ferris foe father's Ed's girl, black and white, dark night. And the answer to that one was drum roll. Drum kits acting up a bit uh, was Beetlejuice, the Tim Burton film starring Michael Keaton, and the reasoning behind that was well, the third line's the easiest one: black and white, dark night. Uh, Beetlejuice wears a black and white suit, and Michael Keaton plays Batman, aka the Dark Knight. Um, the first line, "Departed Donald," was a, a reference to Alec Baldwin, who is one of the leads 
in Beetlejuice, uh, but he does die at the start of the film, hence he's departed. But he also plays uh, a part in The Departed as well. And Donald was a reference to his SNL character, Donald Trump. So that's Alec Baldwin in that line. And the middle line, Ferris foe, uh, that's Ferris Bueller. His foe was Rooney, the principal in the school, uh, played by a guy called Jeffrey Jones, who was in uh, who was in Beetlejuice as well as the dad, and he fathers Ed's girl, who is Winona Ryder. Oh God, this is a long explanation. Is Winona Ryder? She plays the daughter in Beetlejuice, and she's Ed's girl, as in Edward Scissorhands. So there you go. Anyway, the answer is Beetlejuice. So there you go. Shut up. Remember right before that when I said, "Don't have a fifteen-minute clip." <laughs> he. Uh, He's not done. He, cool. uh, it was a really good one. It's 30 years old this year. Yes. So it's crazy. No, it's not Die Hard. There's another big one that's 30 years old this year. But, uh, Is it Die Hard? Could be. 88? Yeah, yeah it would be. be. Yeah. Let's do math. Let's get our fingers out. Basic math. Uh, but, uh, oh, I love Beetlejuice. Uh, oh. Michael Keaton. I think he's only... I remember reading stories. He's only in it for like 13 minutes. In its entirety. Yeah, that, that sounds right. And he just steals everything. That's he's why. He's amazing. That's why I won't do two shows in one night. I won't. I won't do them. I love his explanation for why uh, The Exorcist is funny. <laughs> I that was one of my every single time. I'm I not going to do it, but that was like you know, like these certain monologues you just know off line uh, for line. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Uh, he's I, they should never do a remake. They've been talking about it. Just leave it be. Yeah, that's just leave one. it be. There's it's no, standalone. It's perfect. Yeah, because it'll ruin it. They with will CGI. ruin it. Yeah. Um, now, Owen, for God's sake, keep it short. Hello again, it's only me, Owen, back to make your lives uh, a misery once more with another high clue. Uh, by the way, in case you're wondering how I'm actually recording these, it's on a phone one of the lads uh, smuggled up their dirty big f***ing hoo-ha, like, do you know what I mean? Um, but you, you don't really need to know about that. Anyway, this week's competition high clue is... Okay, pens at the ready, here goes, here goes. Doc's wife is new wife. So that's Doc, apostrophe S. Doc's wife is new wife. The middle line is relatively well suited. Relatively well suited. And the final line is wrecking homes and boats. Wrecking homes and boats. So that full thing again is Doc's wife is new wife. Relatively well suited. Wrecking homes and boats. The first word actually, Doc, is D O C. Uh, as I said, apostrophe S, D O C, apostrophe F. F? <laughs> S. <laughs> There's no F in there. Anyway, so best of luck with that. Um, maybe you got it, maybe you haven't. Uh, yeah, I have to go. The guards are coming. No, 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 you're. Get your fuck. Get your hands off. He's got a potty mouth on him. <laughs> that mother. There was a lot of swearing from that. When they say and ba- he said hoo-ha, which I don't know why really upset That's me. That's like Al Pacino stuff. Hoo-ha. Like, up oh, they're really dirty. Hoo-ha. No, I'm not. Ooh. No. And I think I'm banged up abroad, he said. He's like getting into some Midnight Express stuff. Here he is. This what, is really... He, he really enjoys uh, every film metaphor he can he can dig up. Yeah, he stuck it up the hoo-ha there, didn't he? No. Too soon. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate <laughs> that at all. Uh, on the plus side... I think the, I got On that the one plus side, both myself and Paul got that one. I think he did, yeah. We, fairly certain. But if you listeners think you've gotten Owen's uh, high clue this week... Do tweet us in because we got some cool prizes that if you uh, go onto the Joe website, you will find all about. Uh, you'll also need plenty to of, uh, Venom giveaways. We got plenty of merch and uh, a nice helmet. It seems. Yeah, yeah. There's there's pics and stuff up on site, so make sure you check that out. Um, and you will need to subscribe to the podcast yes. as well. You can't just come, Keep here. You can't just stroll in here, take our cool prizes and leave and listen to all us we once. want. Is we demand to, to be hit heard. the subscribe button, you guys. It's not. It we demand to be heard on repeat, weekly, weekly, daily, weekly's fine. Hourly, weekly's fine. So this weekly's recommendation uh, is on film four on Wednesday the tenth at twelve forty-five a.m. So technically it's Thursday the eleventh, but you'll be up from Wednesday the 10th um, it is kind of a four uh, shadowing for a film I think we're reviewing next week Okay, it's The Ray 2 oh yay uh, a fantastic sequel that I think got kind of short thrift when it came out um, initially because people were like yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, not like as good as the first one but it's, it's pretty long you guys um, I think it's fantastic. I think the fight scene, scenes in it are 
arguably better than the ones in the first one. Um, it does expand on the universe, the raid universe, if you can call it that, uh, a little bit. Um, and there's a scene in there. I think it's in. It's like a kind of a car chase scene, but it's also a a fight scene oh, the where the cameras the just oh, keeps yeah. swapping over between the cars, and I was like. Man, this guy, <laughs> Gareth Evans, who should not be confused with Gareth Edwards, but I always do that. I always do that. Gareth yeah. Edwards is Godzilla, Godzilla. In Star Wars. Yeah, this is uh, the Raid, the Raid Two, and the upcoming Netflix release Apostle, which we I think we're reviewing next week. I have to double check that. Um, but yeah, if you've never seen the sequel, maybe someone said, "Oh, it's not as good as the first. Give it a miss." They are incorrect, uh, but it is long. I think it's you should go fully eco waste on them. If anyone says that. Yes, like kick him in the face. Yeah, or although our lawyers will probably tell us, probably to tell or jump jump through a window with them, or maybe you know attack them in their car, yeah. in the back seat, and kick them in the face, them, yeah. emotionally, yeah, or get a hammer and a baseball bat. Sorry, I'm I'm going emotionally. Yeah, yeah. All that's emotionally. Uh, yeah, but it is pretty long. I think it's still good to two and a half hours. Truth be told, yeah, it flies by though. It does, but if you're starting to watch it at twelve forty-five a.m., that's kind of your Thursday ruined. It flies but, by though. <laughs> <laughs> so set your recorders or uh, just don't uh, complain about being tired on the Thursday because it flies it, by though okay I feel you're stuck in a loop and we're just going to move on to what we've got uh, coming up next week I I don't know if season 2 is going to continue with or without Owen he might be back I can't put we back. we have to vote on these things okay Shane so. Shane do you want Owen back sound guy he just he's on the fence. Sh- he just kind of shrugs. He's on the fence. That's I, even I, worse than saying no. I get a feeling Rory wants on back. <laughs> I'm very much against having on back. So oh my god! You I have to work. Shrugged it out. He's like meh. You're gonna have to work on sound guy, and I'm gonna undo all your good work to get that guy back on our show, whoever his name is. I don't uh, know who he is. Well, if he isn't back next week, in his stead we do have uh, Sarah Green and Mo Dunford to talk about their new uh, fantastic Irish film, Rosie. Oh, really looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, that's the the two. They're two of the best. Uh, oh, I love Michael. The young, young oh. up and coming talent. Like they're both in Black Forty Seven. Um, yeah, they're both they're both fantastic actors, uh, and we will be chatting to them both on next week's show and reviewing all the next week's new releases which may or may not include Apostle I can't remember you're just going to tune in next week and find out I'll just review the raid too let's just do that yep. problem solved